0: listening to The Driven, the podcast that gives you the news and the views, the ins and the outs on electric vehicles. The Driven is presented by Giles Parkinson, the editor of Renew Economy and the Driven websites, and is brought to you by SolarEdge. SolarEdge lets you drive your electric vehicle on solar power with the world's first two-in-one EV charging solar inverter. Run your EV on sunshine with SolarEdge.
1: Hello and welcome to this latest episode of the Driven Podcast. My name is Charles Parkinson. I'm the editor of The Driven and also the editor of Renew Economy. And over the last few weeks we've been going through a series of interviews um, in a special series sponsored by Solar Edge, looking at the future of electric vehicles, um, the take up and who's building what and why and some of the major trends that are affecting the industry. Last week we had a fascinating interview with AGL, one of the big utilities who are having to think very carefully about what electric vehicles mean for the grid and for their business. And one of the fascinating aspects of that conversation was the combination of rooftop solar, battery storage, electric vehicles into what could be called virtual power plants. And just imagine your electric vehicle as a battery on wheels and what happens when that comes and park somewhere or comes back home and how does all those three things sort of integrate between each other. So today we're actually going to talk to one of the providers of that technology and um, probably give people who have got electric vehicles an idea um, of what they could be thinking about in terms of their new cars, their rooftop solar systems and battery storage. So. I'd like to make welcome Gavin Merchant, the uh, general manager of Solar Edge Australia. Gavin, thanks for joining the Tripping Podcast. Thanks, Giles. Well, look, um, Solar Edge is one of those big inverter companies which I guess has been mostly focused on just solar PV, rooftop solar PV, um, and battery storage uh, with their inverters. But now it's obviously moved into electric vehicles. Um, what um, what changes is um, Solar Edge seeing in the market?
0: Yeah, so SolarEdge is, is predominantly renowned as as a solar company, um, and and I suppose from humble beginnings back in two thousand and nine, uh, um, we're, we're recognised and renowned for uh, selling smart energy and 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 uh, solar PV systems. So um, I, I guess that has has changed recently in the last couple of years as consumer patterns change and and demands have changed, and uh, we're seeing more interest in this aggregated services and behind the meter sort of applications. And um, it, this is something that's not new for SolarEdge. As I say, uh, we've, we've been uh, integrating with batteries and and more recently with smart home systems. And I suppose the EV charger is really um, another feather in the cap, if you like, an evolution on that suite of, of products.
1: So tell us exactly how this sort of E V charger works. Is it um um it's um is it just another sort of development in the inverter setup which um just sort of switches um the direction of the solar the solar from say so the battery when it's filled to household devices and then to and then to the car when needed. Um can you provide a few more details about that?
0: Yeah, so essentially, what we're talking about is as a standard solar inverter, okay, and 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 the primary function of inverter of an inverter is to is to support the house, and then and then uh, if needed, uh, provide power back to the grid or supply back to the grid. Um, an EV is in essence uh, a, a load. You know, it's it's just like other appliances in the in the home. And so the EV charger component is uh, the ability to control the charge, to connect to an to a, uh, electric vehicle, which is, of course, a very big load, potentially, and, and control the amount of uh, power that is being um, charged to the car, th- uh, um, either by the available uh, solar that's being produced on the roof, or through a schedule where you can, you know, you can give it a big hit, let's say. Okay, um, so it's a big hit. So... That basically means, it. So I guess most of the people who
1: have electric vehicles um, and who have rooftop solar basically want to be able to charge their car with the solar they've got on the roof. So this presumably then just allows them to be able to control the output of that rooftop solar and make sure that it's all going into the car um, at the rate um, that is needed without having to draw down any further from the grid and um, without sort of sending any excess capacity back to the
0: grid. So there's quite a lot of configurability available, um, and, and if you if you think of it as a dimmer switch, um, you, you have you know the, the amount of solar that's being produced on your home uh, is changing in the morning and in the afternoon is less than during the day. It's cloudy, uh, what have you, and and what 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 the inverter primary primaries. Um, Uh, responsibility is is to is to support the house and then start to prioritize where the excess goes and that could be supplying to certain loads in the house uh, by activating them and in the case of an EV charger it's to to supply that power to the EV so um, if you have a car that can take 3.6 kilowatts per hour for example um, the inverter can charge up to that rate and 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 maximize the amount of charge that it can have. and of course this is this is free, right because it's it's you're you're generating that from 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 the house and you're not relying on the grid. Um, but you also have the ability to uh, what we call a boost mode where you can you can um, subsidize the solar and and utilize some of the grid capacity as well to really push in um, as we say, uh, up to four times the the rate and and with the the products that are coming into Australia, it's up to uh, this this class two, level two uh, charge rate of 7.4 kilowatts. So you have a lot of flexibility, not in terms of not just in terms of how much you you're charging, but when and how you're charging it as well.
1: And that's interesting because a lot of people would probably only do, look, I think the, the average trip in Australia is about 40 or 50 kilometres. So really, if you came home and you had a few hours and there's some sun, sun, sunshine up there, then you can actually just drip feed the, um, your own solar into the battery. But if you were sort of want to go in and out and you wanted a big boost and sort of add some range because you wanted to make a longer trip in the afternoon, then presumably that's when you use that um, boost, boost of capacity.
0: Yes, correct. So you can you can determine when it's charging. Uh, so for example, you, you, you might say, "Well, give it as much." Say, "I need to I need to drive fifty kilometres the next day." You can you can program the system uh, through the, the the essentially the inverter to say, "Well, I I, um, I know what car is attached to it. I know what the efficiency is, and I can and I can and it needs it requires, let's say, a certain amount of energy to to, to reach that goal." So as a first priority. Uh, the the solar will will try and support that, and then what happens is um, you can set it so that after after off peak, let's say, it will um, take the balance and, and ensure that you have that capacity to 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 do that function the next day. So it has it has a lot of flexibility in terms of how your um, Programming—it's—it's it's not just about plugging the car in and charging it, it fully out, because you—you you might do that 50 kilometres and be home in the morning and 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 basically have a free day at home. Um, and and I, I think you know that it's interesting you say that that's 40 to 50 kilometres in a day. And I think um, the way as 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 EVs become uh, uh, they have more range in them, that 250 to 300 range. Uh, you're going to see um, that once a week charge and that's where the convenience of, of having it at home is, is really valuable. For example, you might uh, have it plugged in all day on a Sunday or a Saturday in line with, with how much available solar is, is, is there. And so I think we'll see that once a week charge and, and the ability to, to um, customise or prioritise what and when uh, based on your, your movements around the week.
1: Mm. It is interesting.
0: I've talked to a bunch of the electric vehicle owners, and some of them
1: just do that once a week charge or twice a week charge. And some of them just like topping up every day because the sun's there and they can do it and they just sort of plug in. So, um, um, do you have any data which sort of looks to sort of charging patterns so far, or is the, um, is the product too recent?
0: Well, the product is probably too recent. We uh, th- This product has been released in the US uh, for about 18 months and was was, uh, was launched in Europe earlier this year. Um, and it's doing very well over there. I, I think what we will see in Australia is uh, really an evolution of, of, of what we already see. You know, that is thousands of solar systems in Australia, some with batteries, some not, some with smart home. And this will be uh, another component of that suite which will... Um, really provide some 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 visibility on on patterns on 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 um, you know use use habits of of consumers and, and households
1: mm. Do you have any data at all on the number of um, people who have electric vehicles and who already have solar systems or who are thinking about rooftop solar systems?
0: Uh, We we don't have uh, that much data, and I I suppose um, EV take-up is still quite young. And I I think where we see a lot of interest since we we, we made the announcement back in October that we were bringing to Australia is from uh, new homes and also uh, customers that are looking to put solar on for the first time. Um, and, And the reason for that is... You know, we, we, we I heard last week your very interesting chat with AGL about the take up and the, and the projections with EVs. You know, the, the the inverters themselves that we release have a 12 year warranty. So, um, putting a, a solar system on a house that is, uh, let's say, um, uh, EV ready um, f- f- for the next 12 years makes a lot of sense for consumers because they they know that potentially they may not have one now, but you know, potentially in the next five or even 10 years, they will have one. So having that, that tick box, if you like, that all-in-one system you know, ready to go is, is very much like what we saw a couple of years ago with the battery-ready um, uh, position where people were looking to put batteries on maybe in the future and getting a battery-ready uh, system. Well, we're seeing that now, that wave, if you like, with, uh, with the EV-ready
1: Mm, that's interesting hey you know just one point of clarification too so if a person's already got a um, a rooftop solar system and they've already got either they might have solar edge inverters or they might have some other inverters um what are their options then for having this sort of product there you'd have to presumably switch out the existing inverters and replace them which would be or possibly costly so that um that wouldn't necessarily happen very easily would it
0: so what we're trying to do is bring everything into the to the one ecosystem. The, the inverter is becoming a, a bit of a focal point for for the consumer, for retailers, for networks um, to to really harness the the capacity of of uh, the solar and the the implications or the impact of of the EV. So um, for, for for traditional or for current solar edge systems uh, and customers who. As I said, there's, there's literally thousands of them in Australia. They um, are essentially ready to be brought into that ecosystem. Um, for for customers with uh, alternate systems, yes, you would need to essentially uh, upgrade or, or swap over to to a solar system so that the, that this could be incorporated into that uh, into that suite.
1: Mm. And and so, so what are the network implications then of, um, of, 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 all, of all this, these sort of new inverters and the uptake of electric vehicles? Hmm.
0: Network uh, stability and network um, support, I should say, is very much um, – we see at the moment um, – uh, loads of houses every day, and we see that you know typically you you would have an average home of pulling a, a kilowatt or two kilowatts, maybe even three kilowatts. The impact of an EV is is very very significant, um, s- similar to maybe a very large three phase air conditioner. So so the loads and the demands on the networks is very 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 big. So um, what we're seeing is uh, uh, we're hearing some interest from networks and retailers who can. Essentially, take control of these systems um, with customers and and, and homeowner um, uh, authorization to to further stabilize the grid. And so they they basically can take the reins of the system and they can they can determine when to charge and discharge. Uh, well, m- more charge at the moment. The discharge and that vehicle to grid and vehicle to home technology is uh, probably a little bit further off. Um, and uh, and it needs a few more car manufacturers to really participate participate in that. But if you're talking from a network and utility point of view, um, having the ability for, for them to be able to throttle back the rate of charge the amount of charge um, from from EVs is is extremely valuable just because of how much power and energy they they consume and and, and the draw that they can they can pull in. So in, let's say again going back to the analogy of the fifty Ks. Uh, the 50-kilometer range. Um, you might come home and, and plug your car in, and, and, and at peak time, and 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 draw down at your maximum. Another option could be to, to allow the network operator to um, to control and to ensure that you've still got the 50 50 kilometers, but charge at a different time of the day because you have a ready-by time. So. Um, whilst the vehicle the grid component is still a little way off, um, there's still a lot of control for the networks to be able to, to um, uh, basically throttle back the rate of charge and, and ensure that the, that the requirements are met for the next day for the, for the, the vehicle owner.
1: So just to clarify then, so the SolarEdge technology, these, um, these new inverters, um, EV inverters, so they allow the networks to be able to do that um, if, if the consumer is okay with that?
0: Yeah, so it's 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 really part of that virtual power plant suite which uh, you were talking about last week with with AGL and and, and SolarEdge is a participant in that in Australia as well. Um, so they they have that ability to really uh, utilize these distributed assets and and um, and and they has a buy in from the customer if you like to to support and there, there might be some favourable conditions um, potentially retail rates or, or there could be some other things which they. Uh, the retailer, the network can can um, negotiate with the homeowner so that there's there's genuine grid support and uh, and and um, that that it's it's the inverter if you like is seen as a bit of a, a symbiosis of the of the three parties where the, the retailer has an interest, the network has an interest, and of course the homeowner has an interest, um, and and it's it's facilitated by um, by the, the technology in, in the energy the smart energy system. Mm.
1: But what you're saying, though, is that these um, these inverters actually have the technology. It's really then up to the networks
0: and the retailers and and the consumers to to make that happen. Correct. So the technology is already here. It's already in play. It's already happening on the VPP side, and and now this EV um, integration and and charger is is that the next step? Another piece of the puzzle.
1: Mm. And, and you mentioned vehicle to grid. Um, now, I think the only car that's um, being rolled out at the moment, which has vehicle to grid capabilities, is the uh, second generation Nissan Leaf. But they're not actually delivering it at the moment. I think they're sort of working with, um, they're, they're still testing with the network. So just to sort of clarify, you you, you talked about that. Would, would this, does the solid edge technology allow that to happen if the i mean i guess the final decision comes down to the networks and the capability and also of course to the car manufacturers because it might have an issue with the warranty of their batteries but but just sort of you know taking all that aside does your technology provide that option for for vehicle to grid the
0: the short answer is no at the moment, um, and there's uh, there's a few reasons for that. One is is the way that that power is is pushed and pulled from the battery source, um, whether it's a DC coupled system or an AC coupled system, and and there's also some 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 uh, broader uh, uh, factors that we we need to address. But um, SolarEdge is is actively engaged with uh, a lot of the manufacturers, including this, and and um, you know I, I think that the that the, the the products and the solutions will evolve um, from this platform in the next few years where um, homeowners and 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 vehicle owners will be able to to potentially access the energy in those in their
1: batteries cuz that's going to be quite an interesting thing um, for the um, for those um for those sort of uh, electric car drivers cuz there's an AGO did say last week um, it's a um, another possible revenue stream, and um, whether it's just limited to vehicle to home and um, then vehicle to grid, I understand those are actually sort of two different stages, um, um, and that will largely depend on the on the networks. Um, it's um, it's an interesting proposition for them.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. Um, it, it, it's certainly not a, a showstopper at this stage in terms of getting power out of the of the battery. And, and as I mentioned before, it's it's also controlling the rate of charge of those, which is very, uh, which which is a high priority for the for the networks. And potentially there's some some interest there to um, to get support from homeowners where you can you can charge at different times, similar to what we see in, with with off-peak rates, for example, to to really. Stabilize the grid. You know, in, in essence, these batteries become big capacitors where um, you can you can uh, balance out load and supply across a, a, a bigger period. And if you have, um, as a network, if you have uh, visibility uh, jurisdictionally over a certain a, a, a amount of potential um, demand or, or, or um, loads, then. That becomes very, very valuable because you can direct where that power is, and and uh, and, and um, you can utilize that power in in different ways.
1: Mm. So I suppose getting back
0: to the solar edge technology then, I
1: mean, having these, um, if people are sort of thinking about electric vehicles and they're now thinking about rooftop solar systems now, what they can actually, the, the way that um, a consumer can think about it is that you actually have these things here and then really you don't have to think about, oh, how do I mix and match and how do I sort of think about what sort of charge I'm going to have, how do I think about when I turn it on and when I turn it off. Basically, on a controller of an app, presumably on their phone, they can just sort of provide the settings that they want, send the instructions and the inverter will do what it's told. Correct.
0: Yeah. So you have full control over the over the system, and um, you define um, when and and how to charge and how much. Um, so the system knows, you know, what car you've got. It knows, you know, how efficient that car is, and it can determine by how much power is is, is uh, injected into the batteries, how much range um, you you have. So it it it's, uh, it really provides a lot of control and flexibility, and 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 I, I think that's what um, that's what consumers are really looking for. They're, they're looking for that um, that 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 um, will less reliance on the grid. They're looking for su- supplying uh, and, and and running their car on free free solar energy, and uh, and and being less reliant on the grids and and the, the retailers. So. Um, this is something which we, we see a lot with smart home and, and batteries and that, that independence. And, and I think this is, this, is a, this is a big step when it comes to independence, from, uh, particularly when you're, you're running your, your vehicle um, essentially from, from the sun.
1: Hmm. It is. Well, what it, it kind of means that you've already sort of declared independence from the big um, from, from, from the big oil companies because you're not using fuel anymore you' you've got an electric car and um, and because you've got these various technologies the electric vehicle um, rooftop solar and, and even possibly household battery you're sort of not completely independent from the grid but um, you're you're, you're a fair way down the track and you can buy and large sort of control it um, to the way you want to have the service um, delivered.
0: Absolutely, you're backed by the grid, so you can call it when you need it. Uh, but you you have a lot more control over um, how you <laughs> you run your life. And then, and now we we have you know first of all is 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 running the household and, and supporting um, your 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 home. And now you're moving into this this electric vehicle space, which is which is very exciting.
1: Mm. and does sort of head do you have any sort of forecasts about I mean how, how many of this new these, these new um, sort of inverters does it want to sell I mean does it have any particular views of its own about the um, uptake of um, electric vehicles in Australia or or when it might actually happen at scale i I'm, I'm guessing that would probably happen you know when 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 uh, price parity is reached but maybe you have thoughts of when that might happen or um, you've just decided just to get in early just to be prepared for when it does.
0: Yeah, it's probably a little bit too early, uh, and, and and really, it's just for us. It's about positioning um, uh, homeowners and users um, for when that surge really comes. I think um, there's certainly been a, a lot of interest in in the in the product and the solution since it was launched, and there's some there's some good case studies in the US of, of just how we. How uh, we we've changed lives of, of people and, and changed the, the way that people uh, look and utilise energy, um, but I think uh, over the next couple of years will be a real tell, telltale time uh, to, to to understand what impacts EVs have on, on on users and also the networks and and in turn retailers.
1: What about what about yourself, Gavin? Are you um, are you looking to get an electric vehicle, or maybe you already have one? I'm not too sure.
0: I uh, like many are running my 10 uh, year old car into the ground and uh, and preparing myself let's say um, yeah so I have, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have uh, a house that has solar and and uh, and I'm certainly ready for the UV run but uh, I keep I keep a close eye on on technology and and, and manufacturers and range and uh, looking how it, it will suit my family Um which i think i pretty average to to uh, to most most uh, australians let's say
1: it's it's it, it's that's an interesting point of view because it's it's a point of view we hear quite a lot um, on the driven i mean on the driven we're getting about 300,000 visitors a month and um obviously if you know the uptake of electric vehicles in australia that re- represents about sort of 30 times probably even 40 times the number of people actually own electric vehicles in australia So does show there's a lot of interest out there and um i hear what you're saying quite regularly people who are holding on to their cars for 10 years um, or who have got sort of, you know, older cars are holding onto it for a bit longer waiting for that right EV to come along which fits their needs and, and their budget and um, and their taste. and um, it's fascinating to see the data that's um, being reported by the um, by the main automotive industry association you know I think in the last month there was a 21% fall in petrol um, and diesel passenger car sales and um and they're all blaming it on um, economic factors and difficulty with getting um, loans and things like that. But I think um, I think there's a lot more to it. I think there's an awful lot of people who are sitting there waiting for an opportunity to buy an electric vehicle. Now, whether that's going to be now or in six months time or one year or two years, I think they're all waiting patiently. And um, I'm guessing the exciting thing for your business is that um, a lot of them will be thinking at the same time of um, putting on rooftop solar if they um, if they haven't already.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right, Giles. There's, there's no doubt that electric vehicles are here to stay. They're they're clean, they're efficient, they're quiet, uh, they're they're a good driving experience. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I've no doubt that uh, just as you described, that there's a lot of consumers that are sitting uh, in the in the, the shallows waiting for uh, for that opportune time. And and maybe that's the the magic. 500-kilometer range um, sweet spot, or for some it might be that uh, might uh, 40 or 30,000-dollar car, but um, you know I think it's it's uh, it's not just coming; it's inevitable. And uh, and as you say, uh, people looking to put solar on, or, or potentially upgrading a system um, to to consider having a, a, an all-in-one, two-in-one solution that, that you can charge that car within the next 10 or 12 years, then um, it's it's certainly a viable option. Well, it's interesting well I like that description of waiting in the shallows um I think
1: that's <laughs> quite evocative anyway look um Gavin look thank you very much for joining us on the um, on this podcast and um, and taking us through this technology and um, the way you're thinking about it and um um, best of luck um, going forward, and um, I, as, as, as we all agree, I think um, I don't think there's uh, any doubt that the uh, uptake of electric vehicles will increase. It's just a question of when and how quickly. And um, I expect it's going to be soon and quite a lot. But um, I guess we'll see.
0: We will. Thank you, Giles, for having me, and
1: uh, all the best. And thank you very much for being here and also for Solar Edge's sponsorship of this series of um, interviews. Um, we will continue on um, over the next couple of weeks as well. We've got some really good people um, coming as well. So thank you very much. And thank you for listening. And don't um, check out some of the uh, recent podcasts and also keep a lookout for the ones coming on in the next couple of weeks. Um, bye
0: for now. The Driven Podcast was brought to you by Solar Edge. SolarEdge EV chargers combine solar energy and grid power to charge your electric vehicle up to four times faster than a standard wall charger. Whether you own an EV now or want to be EV ready, future-proof your home with SolarEdge. Visit solaredge.com AUS and drive your solar further.